Welcome to the Appearance Radio. We now join Augusto Perez and Larry Taylor for the next installment of Conversations Beyond the Veil. Now, here is Augusto. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Veil with Larry Taylor and yours truly, Augusto Perez. We got... um, this is going to be a special program uh, before the end of the year, and uh, I just I just felt like uh, we needed to um, to do a program, another conversation beyond the veil, kind of uh, projecting into 2024, prophetically, what uh, you know what the spirit is saying, <clears throat> some of the things that could happen next year, the next several months. And uh, in the spirit realm and in the natural realm, uh, it seems like a lot of things are shifting. A lot of things are changing. And so I wanted to do this program and kind of put it out there. And uh, I, I thought about, you know, doing maybe a roundtable, but it's, it's, there was not enough time for that. And everybody is busy with, uh, you know, their their Christmas and their another year uh, activities. So <clears throat> I just, I'm going to do it with Larry this time. Maybe next time we'll have a more of a round table type of situation, but the welcome to the program, Larry. Thank you, Augusto. Yes, sir. And uh, we are going to talk about some things. And uh, I was just thinking about uh, what is developing in the, uh, in the arena, the political arena in the uh, scientific arena, in the financial arena, and in the religious arena. Uh, all of these areas are really, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff has been going on in each one of these areas. The Pope is gone, uh, I mean, he's gone, he's gone, uh, he's gone way out there in left field, and uh, even uh, a lot of his bishops, are now rising up against him, and uh, because he's uh, he's shifting the the dogma of the church on uh, who to bless, you know, marriages to bless, and you know all these kinds of things, and he's gone way out there, and so there is a revolt right now in that arena that was predicted <clears throat> a long time ago was going to happen right before the Vatican was destroyed. And there's also a lot of things happening in the area of uh, technology. There's a lot of UFO activity uh, taking place all over the place. There's a lot of um, things happening also in the arena of uh, this uh, situation with the with the jabs. <clears throat> and I was reading some articles here from um, the Quinta Columna and. Uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, and they are, and they got proof. These people are very, very committed scientifically to investigate all of these things, and they have been uh, trying to uh, get to the bottom of all these uh, situations. You know, with uh, arrhythmias and the heart attacks and the things that, I mean, people are dying on the spot. I mean, you've probably seen that. <clears throat> people are just standing there, and all of a sudden they drop dead. And so these, all these things is not, uh, generated by the, you know, the so-called, uh, or non-existent, uh, they called it the non-existent coronavirus, 
they they allege that the arrhythmias uh, are generated by the uh, graphene oxide, and uh, and this graphene oxide is basically responsible for the damage that is being done to the people, and um, and then they also talk about <clears throat> the toxicity of the nanoparticles of this graphene oxide, and. Uh, it's he they they go ahead and mention that the relationship of that of that 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 has to the electromagnetic microwave antennas you know the 5G's the 4G's also the, but especially the 5G's are very powerful and they the ones will be coming in the future so this toxicity uh of these uh, nanoparticles in the graphene uh, it is also triggered and it is affected by these microwaves. So <clears throat> they have a lot of um, a lot of research that they have done in this area, and they have presented a uh, a technical uh, uh, bulletin on the, on this area on this matter. And so <clears throat> now now they also are talking about they are injecting in aerosols this uh, graphene oxide in the atmosphere, okay? And uh, they are they are really, uh, I mean, uh, we've been sharing about that. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of these chemtrails in the, in the air. Uh, I mean, for, for, it's been increasing, it's been, it's been increasing, it's been augmenting. And uh, I wonder what that was all about. And uh, it seems like, they're probably trying to hide something up there, but it also seems that they are busy doing this other thing that uh, these uh, scientists in the Quinta Columna are saying. They're spraying these aerosols of uh, graphene oxide in the atmosphere, and this is probably going to lead to the contamination of masses of people. Now, of course, as I have said before, the... Uh, it's not the same, you know. It's not the same to have a substance injected into your into your vein or into your body than it is to you know breathe it. Breathe it. It will it will hurt you. It will hurt you, but it takes longer <clears throat> to go through the filters of the body, but it will still hurt you. So people have to begin to think about uh, that, how to protect themselves against that. And so many other things, but uh, these are just a few of the things, Larry. And uh, I'll just throw it to you and uh, see what you got to say about that. Well, it's all pretty interesting, and, and basically, I guess you could say, Adamic mankind is under major attack, and uh, they've actually uh, thrown out all the cautions. Uh, they're not. They're not concerned at all. They're not concerned, and, and it's so sad that so many people on the planet won't listen to uh, godly advice, and they won't even listen to natural advice. You know, you've got these people that are uh, researchers, you know, medical researchers, uh, doctors, uh, professors, et cetera, that really have dug into this scenario, and, and they're telling people and warning people what is going on. And, of course, uh, I saw an interesting post the other day from Australia, and I saw the guy on America's Voice News, and uh, he was sharing out of Australia how they've stopped all the jabs, except uh, he's shocked that America now has is bringing out more jabs. They're bringing out more, 
And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I guess if you're in America, uh, you know, according to uh, the powers that be in America and the globalists, uh, we need to vanish, if you will, kind of like old dinosaurs need to die off. And they're already bringing in replacements who, by the way, just in my opinion, uh, will rise up and take America if we don't go fast enough. Well, this is going to be a, quite a, a spectacle to see next year. <clears throat> we have been seeing um, what they're trying to do, trying to remove uh, Trump from the uh, ballot in, the, in, the, in Colorado which is totally unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, uh, it's um, now, of course, there, there's going to be others, uh, uh, conservatives that are going to try to remove, uh, you know, all Biden from the, from the ballot in many states, you know. So this is something that is not good. It's going to lead to trouble. And uh, they want to be able to choose who is going to govern the country, of course, so that they can continue to do these things that they have been doing. The problem is that they are now in a crunch. <clears throat> They're finding out that people are revolting against them in many, many parts of the world. And in here in the United States, there are people now that are even speaking against them. Uh, even, the, even the senator from Pennsylvania, the man that they, that they uh, elected there, uh, because, you know, he, he had a, uh, he had a, a disorder, right? A mental disorder. But the man now is saying things that are totally against what these, um, liberals, uh, are saying, which is kind of odd. It's kind of odd. And so it, it, it seems almost like the Almighty is kind of, uh, just, you know, twisting things just a little bit throwing a little monkey wrench here and there to confuse them <clears throat> so they, they don't know what to do. <clears throat> they are now coming to grips with the reality that uh, nobody wants them. Uh, really, nobody wants what they're offering. Nobody wants the, the jabs. Nobody wants to eat worms. Nobody wants the electric cars. And nobody wants their socialist communist agenda. And nobody likes to be suppressed and their views in the, in the, in, you know, in their platforms. Uh, people want to say what they want to say. And so uh, it seems like they're running into a wall and um, they got, they're trying to ram it through anyways, but they're finding out that the Americans, uh, people, the American people and the people in the world in general are not taking it lying down. It's almost like they have had enough. They're saying enough is enough. And uh, we're not going to put it, uh, put up with it a second time around. And so they don't to do that here, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to get away with it. I don't think that they're going to be able to um, get it done because of, of, the, of these things. I'm just saying. So uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. We really don't know uh, much else. Uh, there are too many variables, too many uh, variables in the equation here. I do believe that there's going to be some issues in the in the in the in the area and the and the China South Seas. I have been uh, shown some things there. There's going to be uh, some turmoil there, and there's going to be some uh, confrontations there. 
And uh, <clears throat> we just need to pray that this thing doesn't uh, get out of hand. Because if it does, it's going to be uh, a war with uh, China. And now it seems that uh, the situation with uh, Ukraine now is coming to an end. And uh, I was just reading this morning about that. Supposed to be a special uh, Russian delegation uh, coming to Washington to talk about the terms of surrender for Ukraine. So I don't know. I don't know if this is just rumors. I have not been able to vet any of these. But all of these things, what they're telling us is that things are not happening the way they thought it was going to happen. And, of course, we have been praying against the war in Ukraine. <clears throat> Our intercessors have been praying much. We have all been praying much against that and against this situation now in Israel, uh, although that situation is, is getting hotter. Uh, we need to keep praying for that, that that situation subsides, because any of these areas could be a, a hot spot to start World War III, and uh, we are seeing that now developing for so, some time now, since 2022. <clears throat> so we just have to keep waiting and praying and hope that this is not uh, this is not it. This is not going to be the the war to end all wars. Well, like you said, Augusto, you said there's just too many variables, and there's a ton of variables floating around right now uh, worldwide about what is really going on. Uh, it's sad that mainstream media is uh, corporate media that uh, is owned by the elite and simply cannot tell you the truth, and, and I'm sure you didn't. The reason you can't vet the information about the Russian flights that landed in Washington uh, for uh, talks on Ukraine surrender, uh, you, you probably won't hear about it in mainstream media. You know, mainstream media still got Ukraine winning the war, actually. And, uh, you know, e even though there's a struggle and a fight over Ukraine and et cetera in Washington, and, and this, is, this is just me thinking, but I think this is me thinks going into 2024 I believe that if any state in this country, and, and, you know, I know people don't listen to me too close on that, but I believe any state in this country that is being led by Washington, D.C., will lose, will ultimately lose. There is no leadership in Washington. Uh, I've, been, I've been scraping up intel everywhere I can pick it up. You know, I'm listening to some of the people that's supposed to know what they're talking about. Uh, they are saying in 2024, though, the early stages of 2024, keep your eyes on uh, the Pope and what may happen or what may change things with the papacy and and also Joe Biden and what may occur and what may change things, you know, uh, possibly not for the better in Washington. I, I don't believe Washington is redeemable. I think Washington's gone. And uh, that's just my opinion. That's not thus saith the Lord at all. That's Larry Taylor talking. I think Washington is basically a non-entity. It is already compromised and corrupt to the depth that cannot be redeemed. It reminds me of the Bible speaking about a reprobate mind. There is a place that you can consider things to the point you cannot come back from. And I think Washington's already reached that point. And, and if you look, uh, all we got in Washington now is compromise, corruption, 
you know, and, and if you look closely, it's not even just the Democrats. It's the rhinos. They're so corrupted. They don't care about the American people. They don't care about this country at all, actually. They're, they're, they're out to destroy it. You've got about eight or ten Republicans that everybody hates because they want to do the right thing, but they don't have the power. The power's not in their hands. And as a matter of fact, they're barely hanging on. Uh, even the new uh, Speaker of the House is trying to use the compromise uh, scenario that never works, and it just looks like we're going into worse and worse and worse. But that's Washington. That's why I say one of the ones that really is outdoing itself right now is Texas. Texas is battling the evil. And they're actually, and you mentioned uh, somebody might leave Joe Biden off the uh, the political calendar. Texas is one that's announced that. The lieutenant governor himself uh, has said that maybe we need to consider leaving Joe Biden off the next election in 2024. Now, I'm one of those that if things don't change quickly somewhere, some way, uh, I don't believe we'll ever see another election in this country. I don't think it's even possible. They have not fixed the 2020 election scenarios yet or the 2022 election scenario yet. All of Washington, the entire presidency, the entire, uh, you know, the, the House and the Senate, uh, Congress, the entire, it appears, uh, judiciary, including the Supreme Court, is so corrupted to the point that, uh, well, you know, I hate to use the term, there's no hope, but unless God intervenes, there is no hope in Washington, D.C. at all. They will never lead anything again. I think we're reaching the point in America where a lot of uh, certain states and a lot of people across this nation have had enough and Maybe they won't rise up. Maybe they won't speak out. But I think resistance is going to begin to happen on a revolutionary scale in this country. I think, you know, from some of the intel I'm hearing, uh, there are certain groups of people that have had enough, and they don't see a return to a republic, uh, I guess you could say a, a republic form of government at all. You know, that we're a republic. We should be a republic. But at the present time, we can't even see a constitution that works. It doesn't work for anybody. And if, if that's true, uh, then uh, where's the scenario that fixes this? There isn't one. And, and from what I can tell also from intel and things that's coming up, you haven't seen anything yet on the attacks on Trump. And they're even attacking now heavily, uh, you know, Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, who really isn't, he hadn't done that much. All he does is had somebody pray, and suddenly he's the great enemy. So that cast us back into the, uh, I guess you could say, the balance where here we are, a holy war, a holy war in America. Isn't that interesting? And that means once you get involved in a holy war, which is spiritual and natural in, in context, uh, you're not going to see a shaking of hands. Either evil will win our good will win. In other words, uh, light and darkness won't mix. You're going to find out in a holy war, light and darkness does not mix. And here we are. I mean, we find ourselves, here we are. So anyway, looking at 2024, I would say gird yourself up. Uh, be ready at any time for anything. Uh, 
and as you said, the variables are just too many to to really predict or or understand exactly where it's headed. Uh, because this whole scenario is worldwide and cosmic, by the way, um, it's, it's pretty tough to tell people what to expect. Yeah, I think I think that this is um, this decision by the, the Supreme Court, upcoming decision of the Supreme Court, which is going to affect the January six uh, prisoners, political prisoners, and it's going to affect Trump uh, whether he is going to be able to run for president or not next year. I think that this <clears throat> this whole thing has the um, has the feel of a of an internal conflict of a civil war, which now we are hearing more and more. We were we were, you know, one of the first ones uh, a few years ago started talking about it and uh, slowly but surely it has been gaining a momentum. And uh, now even uh, there are movies about it. Uh, there's a movie coming out in the spring of 2024 about civil war. And, uh, and, and there are a lot of similarities that are beginning to, uh, to appear and uh, regarding what happened during the first civil war, the division of the states, the separation of the states, the Complete, I mean, complete diametrically opposed views of the states on many issues, and uh, and so and also the 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 personal abuse of judges. All of these things happened uh, back then, and uh, <clears throat> it led eventually to the um, you know to the civil war. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I I really pray that this does not happen. Because it's going to be very, very nasty, and it's going to be uh, hurting uh, us all. Everybody's going to hurt from this. Nobody's going to be. Uh, I mean, there's going to be no winners of this. The the country is going to be destroyed. The country is going to be probably uh, penetrated from uh, outside. The Chinese are already waiting on the wings there, on the border with uh, Canada. And they are already in here from the southern border. And uh, so this is going to be a very nasty. Another thing I see happening in 2024, and uh, you want to call it a prediction, go ahead. If you want to call it a gut feeling, go ahead. It doesn't matter. It's what I just see. It's what I see in, in the spirit. I, God hasn't told me. I haven't had a... A vision, of God telling me this, it's just I am seeing it. If you you know what I mean, I'm just seeing this thing. I can see it happening in 2024. It's going to be a lot of disturbances, a lot of terrorist disturbances. From what I've read, from what I've seen, I just have this feeling that there's going to be a lot of disturbances and turmoil in 2024 uh, by people. People that have infiltrated this country uh, purposely, uh, or Biden has allowed it to happen purposely. Uh, many of these uh, gangs and uh, sicarios from uh, South America and Central America have penetrated this country. And if if somebody doesn't know what sicario is, it is it, it's like a hitman. Those are the hitmen of the of the gangs there in Central and South America. These are the people that they go to when they want somebody eliminated. 
and there have been a lot of those that now are in this country. <clears throat> and um, and so we probably are going to see a lot of that. There have been uh, IEDs, okay? Uh, this the uh, you know you know uh, explosive devices, if you will. And also probably tactical nukes, although there have been no reports of that, but there are also tactical nukes, uh, maybe in suitcases or maybe in other uh, means uh, that they carry it, uh, here already. And so I have seen that to happen. And uh, it, it hadn't happened yet, but I have seen it happen. The Lord showed this to me years ago. And there were going to be many explosions in different cities, and this could be this could be something that happens all at once, or it happens um, a little bit at a time, you know, increasing in, with the momentum. And uh, when all of these things begin to happen, it's going to probably trigger uh, this civil unrest, which, by the way, may be started by these same people. It's not going to be started. I don't believe it's going to be started by the conservatives. No, it's going to be started maybe in the form of a false flag by these uh, leftist liberal uh, people that have infiltrated this country <clears throat> and they're being paid to do such things. And so they're going to be the ones that are going to be uh, trying to uh, stir up unrest and uh, with uh, all of these things, uh, you know, uh, plundering, the destruction, burning, things of this nature, <clears throat> and they're probably then going to start, uh, uh, you know, doing something, trying to appear just like they did in January 6th, to appear like they are, you know, Trump supporters, trying to, you know, uh, start war. And when you see Hollywood bringing out movies like Civil War, okay? That, it tells you right there what they're planning. This is called predictive programming. And when you see uh, movies like Obama, uh, when, that they released on, uh, you know, already, which is, uh, uh, is, it, I saw it. It was, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad for Obama. Um, I, I, I think that this one that he did was about, you know, Mostly trying to uh, let let the people know that there's going to be a, a cyber attack on this country that is going to be then followed by um, an attack from uh, enemies, our enemies from overseas. And so um, I think that all of these movies are predictive programming trying to tell us what is happening, what is going to happen. And so it doesn't take it doesn't take a a prophet, okay? It doesn't take any brilliant person to put the dots, to connect the dots and realize that uh, we are in the season now when these things are going to happen. And of course, when all of these things happen, when the subversions and the explosions and the, and the, and the, and, and the unrest, you know, with a civil war begins, this is going to be the time that the enemy is going to attack us. It's going to penetrate us from the north and from the south and then from the sea, as many other prophets have seen. Uh, Young Brandt was one of those that saw it, and Dimitri Dudeman saw it, and uh, there, there were others that saw it. 
And so all of these things seem to be coming together now, uh, as well as the falling away of the church. I, 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 I see, I see the Pope really, uh, you know, being the, the, this Pope, this Pope is probably going to be the last Pope as we know it, as we know papacy. And he's probably going to introduce the, um, the, the, you know, the next one, which is going to be not a Pope is going to be a religious leader, a world leader. <clears throat> this, all these things are, are probably getting ready to happen simultaneously. And, um, and, and, and of course there have been other visionaries, uh, n- not me, others that have seen the, have said that the Vatican is going to be destroyed. And that could be so that this new leader can then move his headquarters to Jerusalem, uh, to, you know, for the, uh, where that religious, uh, you know, the, the new world religious, uh, order is going to, is going to have its, you know, its, 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 uh, its main, its main headquarters. So all of these things are happening, uh, simultaneously at the same time. And it almost seems like we have entered into the end of the end times. Uh, if you will, the book of Revelation is unfolding right before our eyes. Well, you're exactly right, Augusto. Exactly right. And, and by the way, uh, that, uh, movie Civil War, anything coming out of Hollywood generally is predictive programming and has been for years, whether it's dealing with a revolution or a, a, another civil war or an arrival or a basically return of the giant, so to speak. Uh, there, are, It's all predictive programming, and, and there's been some recent uh, more and more looking into that type of interest. And, and by the way, I, I recently saw a really interesting uh movie uh it won't play as far as i understand it wouldn't play on mine uh dvd player which is uh you know it's an american dvd player but i happen to have a dvd player that i've got to play russian movies on because they have some really uh dots to connect with uh, their sci-fi movies that seem to deal with uh, aliens or an arrival scenario so i got I got a European DVD player so I could watch the Russian movies, and uh, this movie, Invasion Day, that I got my hands on, it play it wouldn't play on mine. It was prohibited. And matter of fact, when I put it in my DVD player and it came up, prohibited, refusal to play, could not play. And so I put it in my other DVD player that's from Europe, and it played like a just perfectly. And so I got to watch it, and it's called Invasion Day, and it's very, very interesting. It, it's uh, a few years old, but the scenario was really interesting because the scenario was that our own government had sold us out. We'd reached the point in America that our government sold us out. In the movie, one of the NSA uh computer nerds or whatever, uh, you know, he found out something was going on and he had to leave. And so he took his family up to a high place and, you know, in the hills and hid out at a cabin, blah, blah, blah. And, but suddenly, uh, the scenario was that uh, everything embedded in our entire technological uh, abilities in America for even civilization was made in China and compromised, and suddenly China, it was basically like an EMP had hit, but uh, the scenario was that uh, all the chips went dead. They were turned off, basically. Everything stopped. 
And the very next day, we found out the Chinese had already been here. You know, our government had allowed them to come in, and all the, the next day they put on their uniforms, Chinese uniforms, and our government was working for the Chinese in this country the very next day. And they turned certain ships back on, uh, control ships, and issued uh, uh, tracker bands for all Americans to wear. If you didn't wear it, they killed you. It's just simple as that. They shot you dead. At first, they told you they'd give you food. There was no other way to get food. You couldn't even leave your home. And uh, anyway, uh, oddly enough, in the scenario, the Chinese were in control. Our government worked for them just overnight. But, of course, this didn't happen overnight. They was embedded during a, through a period of time when I guess America was asleep. But the, suddenly everything went dead, and then some things were allowed back on, and the Chinese controlled it all. And our police forces had uh, red-colored tracker bands they wore on their wrists, working for the Chinese. And our U.S. military forces wore red Chinese bands on their arms and worked for the Chinese. So the poor people, and I won't be long here, the, the, the guy, NSA guy, the only way he got him and his wife and his child uh, to safety was he found an illegal alien uh, that was living near him that knew had known his dad, and uh, he took him through a fence, a place in the fence in New Mexico to survive. Otherwise, he would have been killed. So it's a bad, it's a tough movie to watch because everything just went downhill. America was dead and ruled by the Chinese just like overnight. And there was no way to fix it. And so if you lived in the U.S., you was a slave or you was nothing. You was dead. And uh, that was, that's, it, it reminded me of the movie. I don't know if you ever saw it. The movie where we got, we had a nuclear war called uh, The Day After. And in The Day After, there was just simply no hope. Now, I'm one of those that I believe in hope, okay? Jesus is, he's really watching over his people, all right? But, you know, that movie, uh, the, the Invasion Day, basically was like the day after. It was a, a movie of hope that just give you fear, and you don't, you, you know, you can't almost can't overcome the fear of what's coming. So I don't want to give that. But, uh, interestingly, the new movie, Civil War, I do believe is predictive programming. I think they're taking us there. And as a matter of fact, saying that, you know, I read on the last show or two, I know it was the last one, I read a word I got from the Lord about how the Lord was going to take them into a very deep, dark place. And I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not, I, without quoting it, I can't quote it. But um, I did write it down, word for word. And in that, the Lord dealt with me after I'd shared that, another day or so after that. Uh, he, he And I believe he spoke into my spirit that... Uh, the powers that be and the elite and the evil over this nation, they believe they can break this thing in America and then repair it back the way they want it, put it back together they want it. But I remember an old something I knew as a kid. It was called Humpty Dumpty, you know. And if you'll remember pretty much, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, and all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty together again, and I think even though that's a uh, saying, a, a child saying, a, you know, something people talk about years ago, and in a book, 
I believe that uh, that might be a little predictive, too, because from what I can glean from what I believe the Lord's showing me is, even though the evil is about to break this nation in half, and they think they'll still control it and still put it back together their way, they have no idea who's really in charge. Yeah, there's actually... <laughs> Uh, one of the things that they said uh, in that movie, uh, Leave the World Behind, I was telling you about something very strange that uh, one of the omniscient, you know, outsider, uh, the character, you know, and there's always one of these characters in most movies, right? The guy or the woman that knows everything or that knows a lot. And uh, this person <clears throat> in this movie said something very, very uh, enigmatic, very weird. And it went, it, it, it went like this. I don't remember exactly the, 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 the way it was said, you know, word for word. But <clears throat> basically, this was the gist of it. <clears throat> he said that uh, when this chaos occurs, uh, it's not what people think, that there's somebody in charge controlling everything. He says there's going to be no one in charge controlling everything there's going to be no one and he says that is the scary part and um well of course <laughs> there he, he, he's referring to a human being but we know who is in charge behind the scenes controlling everything the word of god talks about him the prince on the power of the air and this is going to be basically the major conflict in the end time that is going to develop that Many times we do not talk about it uh, enough. Uh, we may talk about it, but not enough. But that is the main uh, battle taking place, raging behind the scenes. And uh, <clears throat> we know that uh, when this happens, this chaos is exactly what they want. Uh, they want the new world order to arise out of uh, uh, out of chaos. Ordo apkeo is their motto. And uh, so we know these things are going to happen like that. And uh, this this lawlessness, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the Bible calls him the lawless one. And it also refers to the spirit of lawlessness. So these things, this spirit of lawlessness is already here. And the lawless one is also here. We haven't seen him yet. He hasn't introduced himself yet, but he's here. And so all of these things that we are now hearing and we're beginning to uh, to see and uh, in the form of predictive programming is going to, uh, if, if, it, if it comes true, if, if, if it comes true based on the, on the movie, all of these movies that have predicted things like this, it has happened within a year or two. Okay, most of those things that were predicted in the in those movies, like the oil spill in the Gulf and the, the Ohio uh, uh, spill, there that happened, there the train wreck, all of these things uh, were you know uh, predicted in movies that appeared about a year or. A couple of years, the latest before, and many, many, many other movies that have appeared because this is what Hollywood does best. And um, it used to be the Simpsons that did the most uh, predicting, but now it seems like um, 
there's a lot of other, um, uh, you know, uh, movie. It's, it's coming out in movies. It's coming out in programming. It's coming out even, even in, uh, in magazines. So they have expanded this predictive programming to cover uh, a, a whole, a whole spectrum of, uh, of areas, of uh, places. And so <clears throat> we are now uh, wrestling with a timeline. The timeline right now is they're, they're just hell-bent on making these things happen. And, uh, you know, according to the 2030 programming, the projection. However, the Lord may have a say in this. And uh, according to some of these people that I have been reading from, like Marshall Masters and and uh, Planet X News and all these other people, uh, it seems it seems like 2024 may be the time when we're going to see this ne- uh, nefarious Planet X, Nibiru, and so many other names, the Destroyer, uh, make its appearance. According to Marshall Masters, I was reading a report he wrote recently that uh, this object, is going to reach, and he has he has some uh, astronomers, scientists that he knows working on this, that feed him information. So he's well informed. According to his report, he says that uh, this next year, 2024, this object, Planet X, and, and you know, which of course it's going to be when he refers to Planet X um, and his entourage, right? He's basically referring to the, the the second sun, okay? The second sun is like another mini solar system. is the is the smaller brother to our sun, okay? A dwarf sun, a, which means a a a, a, a a he never developed into a sun, okay? It's a brown dwarf, and this brown dwarf is accompanied by other satellite planets seven of them, if you count the moons, and they are orbiting around this, uh, this uh, you know, second sun. And this next year, according to him, is when this second sun and, and it, all its planets, all its uh, uh, solar system, is going to reach perihelion with our sun, which means that it's going to be the closest distance to our sun. Is going to reach its closest distance to our sun next year, 2024. So he says from then on after that, he says, all bets are off. And I don't know what he means by that, but uh, I believe that what he's saying is that <laughs> it's going to go downhill from there. And uh, it's very, very interesting that also, you know, it th- this whole thing with Planet X is not like I used to think. Some years ago, I used to think that this object, right, would come in here into our solar system, right, and it would, it would, uh, you know, come in and just go around in a relatively short time. But I have been reading the, the other book by Planet X, The Sign of the Son of Man, and, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's a very, very, uh, very interesting book, very interesting read, and, uh, we had the um, we had this man, this brother, Douglas Elwell, in our program. We interviewed him uh, some time ago, and he he you know he's he's a 
he's not just a writer. He is uh, a scientist, and uh, he even has equations, and, uh, and he has a lot of uh, scientific explanations in the book. So, I mean, he's done his homework in this area. And he says that he believes that planet X, okay, is the, is the sign of the Son of Man. And he says it takes, it takes anywhere from eight to ten years for this object to go, you know, when it comes into our solar system, to come in and then leave. It takes approximately that time, that much time. And he also alleges that he believes that this object comes, comes around our solar system, not every 3,600 years, like Zachariah Sitchin alleges, based on the Sumerian tablets, but he says that based on uh, other research that he has done, it comes around every 2,000 years. And he alleges that this was uh, associated with the, uh, with the coming of uh, the, or, or the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, you know, or that we're celebrating here in Christmas right now. And, uh, of course, he wasn't born in Christmas. We know that. He was probably born in the fall. I have been doing a little more research on that. And he's probably, he was born in September, sometime in September, a latter part of September, during the Feast of Tabernacles. And so he alleges that that was one of the signs that, that, that was, you know, shown to, that, that they saw. That was the star that they saw, <laughs> the star of Bethlehem. And, uh, you know, some people may believe that, some may not. Some people believe he was an angel of the Lord. Some people believe he was a conjunction of planets, you know, whatever. But he believes it probably was that, planet X. And, uh, and so anyways, uh, he says that when he returns, uh, we're going to see that same sign in the sky. And planet X, by the way, is called the planet of the cross sing. Very interesting. Well, you're exactly right, Augusto. Planet of the crossing. That's true. And it's very, very interesting. Um, matter of fact, there's movies out there that are predictive programming, if you will, from back in the late 40s and the early 50s. And one of them, uh, I can't remember the name of it right this second, but it's an old black and white movie. Uh, talked about a couple of planets that came through. And, uh, of course, in the movie, one planet took out Earth, but the other one, you know, was kind of, and it, it, it's kind of like the movie Melancholia, if you remember that one. That's a newer movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, this, this scenario's, you know, written in a number of books like the Colbrin, which the Colbrin, I know they call it a Bible. It's really not a Bible. It's a, it's a, uh, ancient, uh, uh, I think Chinese, maybe Russian, Ethiopian, maybe, uh, uh, some of the more ancient uh, books of some kind that, uh, you know, things were talked about that came in the sky and came through our solar system and, and the terrible things that occurred during that time. And uh, Marshall Masters put it out. Matter of fact, Marshall Masters just put out a new post the other day. I think it was post 83 or something like that. He's keeping up with this stuff and indicated 2024 was going to be an incredible time, and the few weeks going into 2024 was going to be kind of eye-opening. So we'll see. But at the same time, you know, the Destroyer basically is an anomaly. 
uh, or an enigma because you can't put your finger on exactly what it is. It, it, you know, it's not a comet. It's not an asteroid. It's not a planet exactly per se. And my personal opinion is it's a failed star, if you will. It's a brown dwarf star. It's the twin of our binary star system, which we've got one, our soul's uh, sun. Uh, this is the main one. That's the one we get our light from. But in a binary star system, there's another one somewhere. And, of course, we never talk about that in, in science particularly, even though science says we're in a binary star system, which means two, but science doesn't talk about the second one. But uh, they ran a tour code uh, on a uh, another star within our system, and it was named Nibiru. They found it in the tour code. Written, uh, embedded in the Torah, and it was Nibiru was the name of it, and it said it was a star. So we we there is a valid uh, Torah connection, if you will, if you want to believe that, uh, for for having another star, possibly with a planet or two or three, and 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 asteroids and and dust cloud and all of that together, because it's really its own system. It's it's it has its own system, and uh, we've actually seen some of this with Planet X News, where during these huge flares, they get some incredible uh, objects involved. In, you know that are shown in those flares. With that being said, I talked to Stan Deo, and, and, you know, way back, way back when this thing was really coming out, and lots of people were talking about it, you know, the the incoming one, the, the one, some of them call it Nemesis, and like you said, Augusto, there's different names, uh, but it's the same thing. It's basically a, a, our other star, to, this is my belief, it's our other star, which is a failed brown dwarf star, that has its own planets, if you will, and its own entourage. It's like a mini solar system. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Standeo said when I tried to get him to, because he, you know, he's smart. Standeo is incredibly intelligent. And I asked him, could he do some predictive work on the trajectory of this thing and uh, the timing of the approach and give us an idea of when this was going to be where and when. Uh, involving planet Earth, and he said he absolutely could not. He said because there's something wrong with the setup of this scenario. He says it it speeds up, and then it slows down, and then sometimes it pauses out there in the cosmos, you know, around our sun, and it's unpredictable, literally unpredictable, is according to Stan. And so he said, I can't, I can't track it. I can't try to say when or if, or, or whatever, it's just not possible. And then I've also heard, interestingly, that uh, involved with this uh, other solar system or whatever, that it's basically interstellar, and that it's actually moving along with a portal. And there has been some images of something that appears to be a portal that remains close to it. But, you know, it's not in it, but yet it's still associated and I know a lot of this people, you know, that think that the physics we know is, you know, uh, made in concrete and you can't, huh, we're all wrong. Uh, you know, our physics, we're, we're finding physics. You find physics, even biblical physics, is beyond, or should I say mind-blowing, when Jesus can literally 
use his molecules to walk through a wall. That's biblical. And all the biblical uh, supernatural things that happen in the Bible, uh, it goes beyond our physics, much further than our physics. One of the things that's interesting was a guy from the Catholic Church that he was the first one that came out, and uh, Malachi Martin was his name. He came out and he was on Art Bell a few times. He couldn't get his voice out anywhere. He was trying to write. He wrote some books. I've got one of them where he embedded some secret information. He was trying to warn the world. And uh, basically, he also said, I'll probably be killed. And he was. And he also had predicted that uh, whoever, when he was killed, they wouldn't, the police would not investigate it. And that's exactly what happened. He was killed and blood everywhere. And uh, matter of fact, uh, he was he was actually an exorcist too. And some of the uh, films that were made was from some things that he did in exorcisms. Um, but you know, you know, here we are, a big voice. But also, you had Art Bell trying to release his information, and he's one of those also that talked about an incoming object. Remember that? and uh, But Art Bell, when he began all of this, suddenly his son was captured or abducted and molested, and and then his wife suddenly was found dead, and then they tried to remember, they tried to blame Art Bell with the murder of her, but they couldn't prove a murder had occurred. And then Art Bell, you know, after Malachi Martin died, Art Bell died, and this is how it works. I mean, this is really, really, really how it works. They don't want information out. Uh, another scenario I want to bring up real quick and get your opinion, Augusto, is is uh, I know that recently uh, someone, I'll just use first name, Italia, Italia uh, sent you some information from California that tie, may tie in to the Russian community, the Molokans, and the uh, secret uh, Armenian letter from the prophet Ifam, uh, Klubnikin. And I've, I've, I've researched that. I mean, I have researched that to degrees people wouldn't understand. And it's still in my spirit. But, you know, when I was originally researching it, and I did a lot, a lot of research. And I, I, one of the things I found was, even though the, the, what the scenario was, it wasn't just the Armenians. And I know uh, Talia, uh, and I'm only going to mention her, you know, that individual's first name only, but uh, what's interesting, uh, the, the Armenians right now are being slaughtered, you know, over in between, you know, by the Ar- Azerbaijanis and, and those connected with them. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's like a holocaust in that Korobaro, that mid, mid-region that Azerbaijan wants from Armenia. But they're being slaughtered, and, and there's basically nothing anybody can do, and it's not on the news. And I appreciate her sending that video. I watched it, and this is not being promoted on the news. And so that reminded me of the uh, scenario originally in Armenia, in this region by Russia. There was uh, people, and it was the kinfolks of Demos Shikarian. I want to make that clear, Demos Shikarian. And he wrote a book. Uh, with John and Elizabeth Sherrill. It's still available on Amazon, just the old books. They don't make any more. And it's called The Happiest People on Earth. Really, really interesting book. And in the front of it, it's got the scenario to where there was some, uh, it appeared to be uh, people that followed the Lord 
and really were not connected with a physical church. They basically uh, operated in the Holy Spirit, not all of them, but some of them to some degree. And it was the kinfolks of Demas Shikarian and, and who were Armenians and a group of across-the-border Russian uh, I think at the time they were Russian Orthodox, but they operated in the Holy Spirit, and one of them was the boy prophet. He was just a young kid. He couldn't even, he'd never been to school. He couldn't write. He couldn't write a language. <laughs> he couldn't read a language. However, suddenly the Lord wanted to do something. And this shows how God can intervene, okay? He actually used this boy prophet. The, the, the ones in Russia came across the border to have a fellowship, if you will. That's my words to have a fellowship and a prayer time with the Armenians that, that followed the Holy Spirit and the Russians who brought the boy prophet, and they all got together, and, and they they uh, worshiped the Lord and prayed, and really, I, I mean really prayed. I don't mean they said a prayer were a meal. I mean they prayed days, okay? And anyway, this prophet was given a vision from the Lord, and though he didn't know what to do with it, all he could do was get a pencil, if you will, or a pen and blank paper. And what he did, because he can't read, he don't know languages, he actually drew on paper what he saw before his spiritual eyes, okay? And the first one, he drew a map. And there was a word given, and this map was given to Demas Shikarian, or, the, or rather his grandfather, I think, originally, and they were in Armenia, and they, and they were given a prophecy by this boy prophet who was really young and given this this uh, folded piece of paper with this drawn map. And in that, they were given a word that there was going to come a massive holocaust of the Armenian peoples in that region, that they were going to be slaughtered. And this did occur. This This proved out. Turkey did it. They won't admit it today, but Turkey slaughtered the Armenian peoples in that entire region, killed them. And, but before they were killed, they unfolded the paper, the, the grandfather and the ones that followed the spirit. And that's probably really an important point, folks. They followed the spirit, okay? And when they unfolded the paper, it showed that, and they were given a word that they would gather together the faithful and they would all leave Armenia. And it showed a sea route across the ocean, and they came out and landed in uh, California on the West Coast. And they say, for the ones that's really seen the map, it's really incredible for a boy prophet that can't draw particularly, but was able to draw this from what his spiritual eyes saw the Lord had given him. And so he gave them that little nugget. And so anyway, then he was given another experience or vision, if you will, and he drew an, on another piece of paper and gave it to um, the group. You know, they were part some Russians and some Armenians, but they all followed the Spirit and fellowship by the Spirit. And uh, and so this second one though was sealed. Okay, that's the important part. The first one was an open thing. They had they were, they were given a word from the Lord to leave Armenia for their own survival and and shown on this map he drew to go to the west coast which was california they landed there they really did they they made this trip and there were some of them armenians and some of them were russians and even the boy prophet and and his family went too they went with them 
And they landed there, and they prospered, and God blessed them. And this was in the Flats area years ago. They were called the Flats in Los Angeles, okay? And there are a lot of them still embedded there. But the second letter was sealed, and it was taken with them to America. And the word was, and I got this word from Demas Shakarian, and it's in his book. He said that he really believed that that second sealed letter by the boy prophet would be at some point opened, and that it would be a word from God what the Armenian and Russian peoples that were faithful in California were to do with what was coming and how to survive what was coming in America at that time in the future. But Demas Shakarian also said through prayer, he felt that that sealed letter that the boy prophet only just wrote what he saw would also be a, be a dis- descriptive directive to the Christian peoples also in America, for a, a guide for them to survive what was coming. Now, I can't prove all this. I've studied it. I've researched it. I've, I've tracked and tried everything I could to find out about the sealed letter, uh, because we know about the first one that was given. It was an open letter. But the second one uh, was sealed. And when I was doing this research, I, I prayed real hard about this letter. I was wanting to understand who had it. And I was given a, a, I guess it was a dream vision. It wasn't really a dream, but it wasn't really a vision. It was like both. And I saw a huge angel standing in front of this sealed letter. And this letter was sealed. But there was a mighty angel with a great sword standing in front of it. So I knew then, years ago, when I began this research, it wasn't time yet. Now, is it time now? I don't know. I don't feel in my spirit the same scenario of the angel and the sword and the protection is the same as it was back then. I think something's changed. Maybe it's where we are in our timeline. I don't know. But uh, I want to thank Italia for sending this information. I'm, I'm having problems reaching the people she gave me contact with because I found before I've cracked this and tried to get, I found out the Russians actually have this. The Russians are, the boy prophet was Russian. The Armenians left the sealed letter in the Russians' hands, who also live in California. They're embedded in the Los Angeles flat area. They've got a church there. I think they call it, they're called the Molokons. And, uh, they have this put away. And, and let me just say this, Augusto, and I'll toss it back to you. I think that we're in a time frame that we could use something from on high, and, you know, it could be in the spirit, it could be in writing, or it could be a combination of both, but God's people need something, just like they needed something on Armenia when it came time to save their families. But with that being said, I just wanted to say this, in all this research and trying to contact and talk with these people, which I have verified the sealed letter does exist, okay? And I pretty well verified the Russian church has this letter put away. But, now this is just my opinion, okay? This is not thus saith the Lord. At the end of my research, I seem to find that the, the, the I guess the prophecy of the sealed or closed up letter to them is more important than the message. If you get my gist, it's been sealed so long, and it's been a, it's almost like uh, that letter has been put on a shelf, uh, you know, and almost worshipped in a way that 
they'd rather just keep the sealed letter and the and the myth or the legend or the or the prophecy sealed rather than open it and and try to read what it really says. So, well, there we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to follow through with that um, uh, information that Italia uh, sent me, and uh, she asked me to forward that to you. And uh, she 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 realized that you were had done some research research on that topic before, and so there there may be something there. Uh, just keep uh, pressing, Larry. I think I, I think that there may be something about to be revealed there. Uh, I wanted to just touch on this. Uh, uh, go back to Planet X because I I I do believe that. The, there's more to Planet X than people realize, and um, the more I've been, uh, you know, studying and um, meditating on these things, um, you know, we, we when when we read when we read about the fact, you know, the the prophecy of Balaam, and of course, um, I haven't been able to send out my my newsletter, but I, I will be sending it out, Lord willing, shortly. And I will be sharing some of these things uh, as well there. But uh, I wanted to share in this program because it's going to be the last, uh, you know, conversations beyond the veil for 2023. Um, you know, there is something about the uh, what the scriptures, the, you know, the scriptures talk about. The scriptures talk about, uh, of course, the prophecy. The prophecy of uh, of Balaam that he talks about that there shall come a star out of Jacob, and it's very interesting that he calls it a star, and he says a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of tumult. Okay, and uh, that is very interesting the wording that he used for that prophecy, because he refers to a star out of out of Jacob. And, uh, of course, you know, that is referring to the star that that was the scripture that the Magi used to, you know, to, to realize that, you know, the Messiah had been born. The king had been born. And uh, they, 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 they understood because uh, Balaam had uh, Persian, uh, you know, ancestry. And so that's where the Magi were from, from Persia. And... Um, and so the fact that uh, in that prophecy he 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 talks about a star, and then he talks about a scepter that's going to rise out of Israel, and then it's going to smite the corners of Moab, Moab, which were the enemies of Israel, and destroy the children of tumult. Uh, you know there is there is an uh, he is alluding there to the Almighty. You know using uh, he calls it a scepter. Okay. Uh, Almost like a, a weapon of, of 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 warfare to destroy the enemies of Israel and the tumult. In other words, the inhabitants of the earth. And uh, there's also another scripture that talks about that he comes as a thief in the night, as a thief in the night. And uh, you know, of course, this object you can't see it. You cannot see it until he gets. Uh, What's going to happen next year when he gets to the uh, when he reaches perihelion with the sun, then uh, there's going to be uh, a tail of this, uh, which is called a, 
comet planet. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's going to be visible. It's going to be visible. And, um, this, this object is capable of, uh, approaching the elf, uh, the earth in stealth. In other words, without being seen, without being, uh, without the people being aware of. And then all of a sudden, it suddenly appears. It suddenly appears and bringing havoc, devastation on the planet. And, uh, this object is capable of doing that. And so the, the, the interesting thing about it is, that um in Isaiah chapter 33 verse uh uh starting in verse 1 to 13 through 13 but in uh, in Isaiah 33 uh 5 it says uh you know no no I'm sorry in Isaiah 13:5 13, 13 chapter 13 verse 5 it says that they come from a far country from the end of heaven even the lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, every man's heart shall melt. Isn't that what Jesus says? Man's heart's uh, failing for fear of things that are coming upon the earth. For the heavenly power shall be shaken. That's the same thing Jesus said. He quoted it. And then he said, and then you know, going back to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 13, verse 8 said, They shall be afraid, pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travails. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes. And, um, and then he says, Cruel both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light the sun shall be and and that is one of the things that i mentioned when i was doing the the uh revelations beyond the veil teachings that i'm doing the series about the star of bethlehem and the magi that uh you know in that scroll that uh was written by uh, james the lesser the brother cousin of jesus the postilion of, of, it's called the, the, the post-evangelion of James, which was recognized by many of the early apostolic fathers, and they alluded to it, and they read it, and uh, they considered it, uh, you know, uh, reliable information. And so it said there that when the Magi left uh, Persia and they followed the star, they, it says there how the, basically the star led them all the way and how this star was so bright that it, uh, all the other, all the other stars kind of paled. You know, they couldn't see all the other stars because of how bright this one was. And, uh, and then in verse 13 in Isaiah uh, chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 13, it says, therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall re, shall be moved out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the days of his fierce anger. And so uh, this is very interesting how the, uh, Isaiah talks about how the earth is going to be moved out of its current uh, orbit, out of her place. And uh, God is going to use planet X to do this. 
He's going to move it to a new orbit. And, um, and then, of course, uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, he talks about, you know, uh, enter, come, come, my people, enter into your chambers and shut your doors about thee. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For the Lord comes out of his place. Now, notice what he says there. He comes out of his place. Is this connected to planet X? Well, we just read about uh, chapter 13. Isaiah mentioned that he was going to, uh, that the day of the Lord was going to bring devastation to the inhabitants of the earth, was going to move the earth out of its orbit, and it was going to, it's, it's going to be horrific. And then it says in the, um, in the, in Isaiah 26 that, uh, you know, it, he's telling God's people, you know, enter your chambers and shut the doors until the time of indignation is, is past. And then he says, for behold, the Lord comes out of his place. And remember that before we read, uh, that, um, that, that, um, that, that the Lord would come or that the, um, what, what was that scripture I read to you earlier? Um, uh, anyway, I forgot, but it was, it was talking about how the, the Almighty would come out of his, you know, out of his place also. And he was talking about, um, in, oh, in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 13, verse five, that's where it was. In Isaiah chapter 13, verse, verse five, it says, they come from a far country from the end of heaven, even the Lord. So he's saying the Lord comes from a far country from the end of heaven and the weapons of his indignation. What is the weapons of his indignation? <laughs> Planet X to destroy the whole land. And so there you have it. He, so he comes from a far country from the end of heaven. We know the Planet X entourage, right? The mini solar systems come from far away, right? It takes a long time for it to get here, whether it is 2,000 years or 3,500 years. That's a long time. And so um, now now in Isaiah 26, verse 21, it says, The Lord, the Almighty, comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. He says, in that day, the Lord, with his sore and great strong sword, shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, the crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. So this is, this is their uh, reading from Isaiah 26. And then in Isaiah 27, is, it talks about uh, this battle where God comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, so anyway, uh, there in, uh, in Isaiah, in Isaiah, in Isaiah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, that scripture I just read you is Isaiah 27, 1. Okay, uh, where the Lord with a great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, and so forth. So uh, this is talking about the Almighty using a a weapon a weapon of warfare to destroy 
the crooked serpent, to slay the dragon, and to punish the inhabitants of the earth. And so this is, I mean, what what else could do this? What else could do this except Planet X? And uh, and so this is, this is something, you know, Planet X seems to be the only the only physical object, the only thing capable of doing this, all these things that I've shared in the scriptures, and uh, knocking the earth out of its orbit, placing it in another orbit, that is exactly what happened during the cataclysms, okay, in, in, in days past, okay, when uh, one of the, one of the uh, objects orbiting uh, planet X, or, or not planet X, but the second sun, one of the objects uh, orbiting the second sun struck uh, that the the planet that was there then in the orbit where the asteroid belt is today. Okay, uh, some call it Tiamat, others call it Rahab, but that planet was shattered. And uh, according to the writings that I have read, and other uh, scientists have, and archaeologists and researchers have uh, dug out. That the remains of that planet is what we now call planet Earth, with its moon, and um, and it, and the Earth then was placed in another orbit, in another orbit, there uh, where we are now. So apparently, the Lord has plans for planet Earth, and uh, He's going again. Again, He's going to use this um, this uh, solar system, this mini solar system, planet X. And apparently he is coming with it. And uh, because every time we read in the scriptures, he says, he, the Lord, shall come from a far place, okay? And then this is the day of the Lord, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and the earth is going to be destroyed, and so forth and so on. But it also, it always refers to him. He is going to do it. He comes from a far place. So could it be that there's something there that we are not aware of, and uh, could it be? I mean, I don't want to get into into something here. I don't want to open a Pandora's box here, <laughs> but there seems to be something, and I believe the Book of Enoch uh, touches on that, and he mentions something around uh, along these lines, Larry, that is kind of very, very obscure. It's not, it's not easy to discern, but uh, it is almost like. There is there there is an object out there, and then the the book of Enoch describes the seven seven mountains and seven objects around this place. I mean, there's just too much there to wrap around the brain, uh, the, you know, your brain around. Uh, and it's it's not precise. It's not very clear. So we cannot say with any clarity or precision that Enoch is referring to Planet X. But if you connect dots, you could almost reach that that conclusion. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it is, okay? I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that I don't have enough information. I, there's not enough clarity. But uh, it, it, it's almost like you could make that allusion. You could you could allude to the fact that maybe Enoch is uh, referring to that object. Anyways, uh, this is one of those mysteries I'm going to have to ask the Lord to give me more revelation on. But uh, it is fascinating when we uh, when we read about all the scriptures, 
and we have been talking about and, and uh, praying that the Lord will intervene. And so my question is, and I'd like your, uh, maybe your take on this, Larry, your opinion on this. I mean, could the, could, could, could the answer to our prayer, could the answer to our prayer have something to do with the arrival of this destroyer, Planet X? Certainly, he has in the past intervened in the affairs of men, like in Exodus, in the days of Noah, and according to Douglas Orwell, in the birth of the Messiah. So could it be that, I mean, this is exactly what's going to happen shortly? When? We don't know. But in the next few years? Well, that's all extremely interesting. And by the way, the Book of Enoch is, is, intrigues me and always has. And these are writings that uh, the Creator gave Enoch to, you know, to pen or to write uh, before Enoch was removed. And, and uh, it's kind of like uh, Enoch just went to walk with the Lord. <laughs> he just was picked up and removed to another place, if you will, like another dimension. Uh, it's kind of a mystery. Everything about that's a mystery. And uh, one of the interesting things is, and, and you know, we all we miss Tom Horn. You know, he was really, he, he was outspoken on a couple of things, real outspoken. And one was the papacy or the pope and what was coming. And also he, you know, talked about incoming, if you will, and, and uh, arrival and and all those scenarios. And, of course, you know, he's gone on to be of the Lord. But uh, I do remember on one of his uh, programs, and I think I had a DVD at one time from Steve Quayle that had Tom Horn on it and how that Tom and others had went to the loose, went to uh, Griffith Observatory and observed uh whether you want to call it Planet X, Destroyer, et cetera, et cetera, uh, with the Lucifer telescope that they have at the Griffith Observatory that's operated by the Vatican, by the way. And Tom was told by the, uh, I guess it was one of the uh, priest astronomers, if you want to use that term, uh, that they were watching through that Lucifer telescope, uh, the the, you know, not only the other, sun out there, but they were watching especially one of the planets that's in, in that interage, uh is what he told Tom Horn, that there seemed to be, sometimes they could see it good, sometimes they couldn't, because it's a lot of uh, UFO activity or unidentified objects out there that are surrounding that one planet especially. And so uh, it, it's a big mystery. You know, I was also thinking how that... Uh, you know, I had just read it the other day, and I made a note, but I, I'm, I apologize for not being able to find my note while ago when you talked about, you mentioned Jacob, and, and wasn't Jacob the one that wrestled with the angel? Am I right there? Yeah. Yeah, he wrestled with yeah. the angel of the Lord. Yeah. Well, you took, uh, you know, you quoted that, you know, cosmic scripture, if you will, talking about uh, Jacob, and... uh I read something the other day that really got my attention. It was on Israel 365 News, and it was by one of the rabbis that does a lot of ancient studies and, and study of the Old Testament, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things, and it jumped out to me, and uh, one of the things he he said was that, and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the scripture in front of me. I ran through my notes just a minute ago, and I can't find it. I probably set it aside 
so I wouldn't lose it, and I lost it. But uh, I can tell you what the rabbi said. He he connected, uh, and using a certain scripture, Jacob with, and the Jacob and the wrestling with the angel with uh, something that was incoming, or a star, and uh, said that uh, what the, uh, when Jacob wrestled with the angel, according to the rabbis, he was wounded by that angel in his hip, and it injured his sciatic nerve. Now, that's interesting. It injured Jacob's sciatic nerve, which left him always having a problem with that sciatic nerve. Now, if people don't realize, my wife's always had troubles with hers. And, you know, the last couple of years, I've had a scenario. I thought my back had fell out on me or something, and I, I strained the wrong way or something. And, and boy, mine hurt all the way from my hip up to the back of my head and all the way down to my foot. I mean, that nerve can just literally knock you on your, off your feet. And, you know, I still have issues with it. it, it it's not where I can't motivate. It's just sometimes, some days, and especially I've found days that the sun is getting really crazy and I'm, there's a lot of solar flare activity and geomagnetic storms going on. Yeah, I, I, I'm reminded of that sciatic nerve because it, it bothers me, okay? The reason I'm saying that is I'm aware of a number of people that since uh, we began to talk about a incoming object or an arrival of some type from a object, a very mysterious object out there that have been having trouble with their sciatic nerve, and and some are it hurts in their heel or their their foot or their their leg or their hip up their side of their back, and and some of them it hurts in their back of their neck by their head, and. Uh, I'm just wondering, Augusto, is it possible that Jacob wrestled with that angel and it wounded his sciatic nerve and, and basically humanity wrestling with uh, the angelic, or if you will, the king, uh, it can cause you uh, influences in your sciatic nerve because of that, that event. And is it possible that that can be cosmically connected with an incoming object that's going to really wrestle with humanity on this planet, and maybe we're feeling the precursors of that event. And I believe that event, Augusto, if true, will actually be on two realms. It'll be in the natural realm and the spiritual realm. What do you think? No, I think it's very, very interesting, the the question you post, um, because I, I suffer with ischiatic nerve, uh, you know, with my back. My goodness. Uh, Especially this last um, co uh, a couple of years, I've been bad, bad. And uh, ever since I went down to Miami to visit my brother, I mean, which he passed away this year, uh, it's been it's been just uh, nonstop. And so, yeah, I can I can sympathize with that. Um, uh, you know, I know I have wrestled a lot with uh, with spiritual uh, powers and. Uh, and, and sure enough, uh, it's very possible. I, I think you hit on something there, Larry. I think you hit on something there that uh, the angel wrestled with uh, with Jacob. And I mean, I, uh, why would he? Why would he specifically touch his his hip? Right, the sciatic nerve, sciatic nerve. And uh, of course, you know, this is something that 
maybe it's symbolic of uh, wrestling. Uh, anybody that wrestles uh, in the spirit, uh, maybe it's. Uh, I had never thought about it like that, but it's very interesting uh, that you brought it out. And so, yeah, I'm going to have to do some more praying and research on that. But uh, there is something. There is something that is approaching, and uh, it, it has everything to do with the Lord. I, I mean, I know, I know that people. Uh, how can I put this in a way that uh, I don't want to rattle some people out there? But uh, we have always thought, you know, as if the Lord. You know, when he comes, he just comes, you know, and he appears. But everywhere that I read in Scripture about the coming of the Lord, every time I read about the coming of the Lord, he talks about judgment. He talks about destruction. He talks about the day of great, of his wrath. He talks about the great day of the Lord and uh, to punish the inhabitants of the earth. If you read the book of Isaiah, he talks about how the earth is going to be shaken. It's going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. Uh, this is not just a uh, <laughs> this is not just a normal appearing of of the of the, of the Lord, the Almighty Jesus in the heavens. And uh, no, 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 no. That that is going to happen, but it's it's going to bring with it a lot of uh, a lot of earth shaking events. And uh, well, the, in the in the Old Testament, it talks about Jesus standing with his two feet on the, on the Mount of Olives, and it's splitting in two. I mean, I don't believe it's going to be just uh, you know that he is going to stand on the Mount of Olives, and it is going to split, but it is going to be caused by a massive earthquake. And uh, the Book of Revelation talks about all of these things, so. What I'm what I'm trying to drive at is the fact that uh, this this planet X, okay, is approaching us, and what the people do not understand, they think this is just an object, you know, just a planetary object. This is just a, you know, uh, you know, astronomically speaking, you know, just a planet out there is going to come close to the Earth, blah blah blah, uh, close to our sun. It's much more than that, folks. And this is what I'm trying to say. It has a spiritual connotations. And uh, if, if I mean, let me just share this with you, these thoughts, and uh, as we close, because we only got about maybe 15, 20 minutes. Planet X, the Almighty used, not Planet X, but, you know, we call it Planet X, but he used this second sun, okay? He used the second sun, uh, mini solar system, in the creation, okay? In the creation. In the creation. He used it first, which I don't want to get into because it, it would take us into another uh, couple hours. But, uh, you know, he used that. He used the Planet X uh, system, the Nibiru system, the, uh, the uh, if you will, the Nemesis system to destroy the planet that was orbiting there on the where the where, where the asteroid belt is, which apparently, from what I have researched, and others have written, okay, other brilliant minds like you mentioned Tom Horn and Steve Quayle, and many others have written already, and I have researched that. Uh, they seem to have also ascertained from all the documents and the research material 
and uh, on other materials that I have also researched besides those that uh, this this planet, this this object that was occupying that asteroid belt seemed to be the the headquarters of the evil one. Okay, it seems like Satan had colonized that planet, and the the Almighty destroyed it. Okay. He destroyed it because the enemy was wreaking havoc on the whole universe. And so the Almighty used the hammer, okay, the hammer of God, the hammer, which is Planet X uh, solar system, mini solar system, to do that. And so he, when that happened, there was a warfare, and this was part of the warfare. This whole this uh, time between Genesis uh, verse 1 and 2 uh you know, when God created everything, that part was the warfare, the conflict, the cosmic conflict. And so after that happened, the Almighty had to use this solar system, this mini solar system, to bring the Earth into a new, its new orbit, which we are now. So what I'm trying to say is that this, this mini solar system was active in God's creation and restoring of planet Earth. All right, and then it was it was he used it to destroy mankind during the flood, and then he used it. Uh, I mean, uh, and there may have been other times, depending if it was thirty five hundred years or or two thousand, like Douglas L. will say. But we know there are certain specific times that that have been confirmed that this object came around. The other one was during the Exodus. Okay, and then of course many said that it also was here during the crucifixion of Jesus. You know, the birth and the crucifixion of Jesus during that time, it was here, and now it's coming again. So what I'm trying to say is that isn't it interesting that in all of these pivotal and very important times in the history of mankind, God has used this celestial many solar system to impact us, humanity, one way or the other. And uh, this is not some, you know, uh, separate event out there, you know, that this object is coming and it's going to destroy the earth and we should, and we should be, you know, in fear. <clears throat> the sense that I get, uh, Larry, is that uh, this, this, um, arriving, this arrival, okay, is going to be not just an arrival of destruction, it's going to be an arrival of destruction for the wicked, but it's going to be an arrival of deliverance for the righteous. And that's about all I can say. I don't know how else to put it. I don't have it. I don't have more to give on that at this time. So maybe we can talk about this some other time, but, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I find that really, really interesting. And, and as a matter of fact, I, I believe, and I don't have the scientific data particularly, but I believe that this uh, destroyer and its uh, entourage was involved in the uh, scenario that uh, when the deluge came, and it literally, other than eight people that were saved through the ark or, and that scenario, uh, the entire I guess you could say population of this planet, even the animal life vanished. I mean, 
everything vanished. You know, the the breathable things that breathed were gone, and uh, that included a lot of the the giants that were alive at that time, the nephilim that were alive at that time, the you know all of these. Uh, I guess you could say genetic. Uh, uh, I, the pr- produce of the genetic experiments the fallen angels had done, you know, that, that they talked about, uh, you know, were gone. In other words, it washed away the old world is basically what it says. And, and of course, you know, I like uh, the Book of Enoch, basically, and because the Book of Enoch seems to indicate to me especially that the entire universe, everything about the universe is controlled by God's angels. They control everything. And, uh, you know, I know it seems like a lot of times, you know, our enemy is in control of things, but it's only what he's allowed to do because of different scenarios and reasons. And uh, so apparently this object, and, and it's odd that, uh, isn't it odd that uh, before we we had any information about an object or a portal out there with the object, uh, that were around the sun, that were becoming visible, and it, it, that now we've at least had two, maybe three objects that have come by Earth that were called interstellar objects. Now, where did that come from? I don't remember for all the years previous to the destroyer being visible or, or known uh, during our lifetime, was there other objects came through pe- that they were labeled interstellar, and one of them was the uh, elongated uh, object uh, called, uh, I think it was pronounced Imamuru, or something to that effect. It was a really strange word, Imamuru. I was just, uh, I, I can't really pronounce it that well, but they say it's coming back now for another run by planet Earth, and there's a number of people that have well, I guess you could say conspiracy theories that it's actually a a uh, controlled uh, craft of some kind. But this is what's interesting. It's odd that that and uh, and two other objects that might or might not be pieces of an asteroid never showed up apparently on our asteroid charts or any other things until the destroyer moved into being, if you will. Uh, in, you know, our solar system present day. And now that that's happened, even though, you know, the government's covering it all up, every bit of it, the scientific are covering it all up. You can rarely get anybody to talk about it anymore. But now we have interstellar objects coming by Earth, which would seem to indicate that if an interstellar object called the binary star system, the other one, Maybe the Lord keeps it out of our existence uh, and controlled by angelic forces until it, it's allowed to be released into our solar system again from a portal. That's why, basically, you can't see it out there anywhere. Uh, if you're just looking at our natural known universe, our you know 3D universe that's around us. But like you said, this is this is really really deep stuff. Some of it seems to go beyond our normal physics that we're aware of, and even our physics, we've been told this is how the universe works, because we found out already, unless you really look at the Bible or the Book of Enoch or or some of these other books, you may not be very accurate on how the universe works, because you just simply don't have enough knowledge to know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very deep, and it's very intricate, and it is connected to 
so many things and so many scriptures that it is not easy to wrap it up, you know, uh, and, and thread it, you know, like uh, like with a needle. It's it's a uh, it's it's not easily done. It's not easily those dots are not easily connected. It's there's so many of them and um, so intricate and um, it's it's almost like a mystery. The Lord has kept this very well veiled, and uh, I mean, I, I I have always thought I have always and 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 here's another thought as we close this program, Larry. Uh, why is it that these people do not want to talk about uh, Planet X at all? Why is it that they want to keep this hidden so much? And I know we have talked about the Anunnaki, and I do believe that they uh, maybe are in, in one of those planets, okay? they We have heard about Planet X and so forth. But, uh, <laughs> you know, th- there is something about this, uh, uh, you know, the Nemesis star, which is a star. I'm talking about the, the star, not Planet X. Planet X is orbiting, but we're talking about the star. Uh, the Bible talks about that, the bright and the morning star, the day star, and all, I mean, on and on he goes. And, um, you know, we have, we have, uh, what, what if these people are not want to talk about it and they don't want anybody mentioning it because, when that star arrives, it, it signals the end, their end, the end of everything here on earth. And basically, is the Almighty saying, step over, I'm taking over right now. Step aside, I'm taking over. And, you know, you have had your time, now I'm taking over. And uh, there's, there's, there's just too much um, to deal with here and uh, too many variables, too many... Uh, 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 scriptures and writings in the book of Enoch, uh, especially, there's a lot there. There's a lot there that uh, even Enoch couldn't comprehend. Even he couldn't understand. And um, and so, like in the book of Isaiah, you know, when he talks about in chapter 30, verse 26 to 33, it says that the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. In the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. And then he says again uh, uh, in verse 27, Behold, the name of the Lord comes from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation and his tongue a devouring fire. Of course, all of these are, are um, descriptions of this object. <laughs> And uh, he says, his breath as an over, overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with a sieve of vanity, and there shall be a bridle in the jaws of people causing them to err. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and then he says in verse 29, and this is the good part, he says, you shall have a song as in the night when the holy solemnity is kept. And gladness of heart, as when one goeth with a pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord, to the mighty one of Israel. Now, <laughs> notice it says there, to the mountain of the Lord. And have you read also in the scriptures, it says that the mountain, the mount of the Lord is on the sides of the north. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just food for thought. I'm sharing some of these things, these tidbits, these morsels of food for thought. You can chew on this. 
it says, uh, and the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning or the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. And in every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tabrets and harps. And in battles of shaking will he fight with it. And, um, and then it says, For trophet is ordained of old, for the king is prepared. He has made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, doth kindle it. So again, uh, when we read the, the, the Colburn, uh, we read there many of these same descriptions that it's, it's like, you know, flames of fire and, uh, the heat and, uh, and uh, it talks about how the earth is gonna, is gonna be like, uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be heated to the point that it's gonna crack open. I mean, I mean, and then in the scripture, it alludes to the breath of the Lord, the nostrils of the Lord, but we know that's not that's not what's causing it. We know planet A X causes it. So again, there is the allusion to it how the Lord is intricately connected to the arrival of this uh, the destroyer. And so anyway, I just want to leave that uh, with the people. Larry, any final comments and observations? Well, I just want to share this. This is kind of a simplistic way to say this. And, uh, but I, this is something that, you know, during these studies and during these shows that we've done, it seems to jump out at me. And I'll end this with a question. Again, another question. Um, is it possible that, uh, the failed star Nibiru or Nemesis or Destroyer is also representative of the failed Archangel Lucifer? And every time it comes back, it either destroys uh, the fallen one's creation or, or does something to cause troubles to that kingdom, if you will, that fallen kingdom. And uh, so that's what, that's what I, I – my question is, is the, is the failed archangel similar to uh, the binary star, the one that did not ignite properly – and I guess you could say is just now a brown dwarf. Yeah, that's another that's another question. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's very interesting, I, you know. And I would I would go along with that, except that you know, uh, there's so many other uh, so many other uh, of these scriptures that uh, allude to the Lord coming with all of this. So could, I mean, maybe they come together. Maybe maybe. Maybe the Lord has his entity, you know, this entity, Lucifer, close by in one of those planets is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I know Enoch makes allusions to it. He says, he says a couple of things in the book of Enoch that is very, very difficult to understand. Very difficult to understand. But uh, we're going to leave it there, folks. I, I'm, uh, maybe, maybe we left you with more questions than answers. <laughs> But uh, uh, I think it has been quite an interesting uh, uh, conversation beyond the veil. Thanks, you, Larry, for uh, taking the time. And uh, 
on the, to be on the program and sharing. Uh, we'll we'll try to do it some other time. Uh, maybe we'll have a little more to go on. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been another edition of Conversations Beyond the Veil. Larry Taylor and yours truly, Augusto Perez. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Shalom.